1: Hello and welcome to Springleaf, the only podcast where an undercover cop shares his wire recordings with the public. The SW6 gang have joined forces with the SW5 gang, but my best buddy Clark has been rumbled as an undercover cop.
2: What is old Springleaf to do? He can start by paying his producer for the first four episodes. Mortified those payments haven't gone through, Adams? Savory excuses. I'm trying to start my own business here. I'll gladly erase every wire recording we've got and flush your precious podcast down the bog. No folks given.
3: Simple as. Do you need me to step out for a sec? I can come back when you're not talking wages and threatening each other.
1: Aha! The voice of today's guest, Lolly Fope. I'm hoping Lolly can offer her professional opinion on some character work
3: coming up later in the show. I should, Coco, I love a bit of character work and that's on full display in my new TV series, The Chocolatier.
1: Ah, nuts. I forgot. You want to do promo, don't you?
3: Why else would anyone do this? Bit early in
1: the episode to go corporate, Lolly. How about we hold off until later?
3: Putting off a lot today,
2: aren't we? Paying your employees, promoting the chocolates, stop stalling and pony up, Pipsqueak.
3: Yeah, pipsqueak. And let me promote the chocolatier while you're at it. What did I call it? The chocolates.
1: Everybody makes mistakes, I guess. In the meantime, this pipsqueak's got a tale to tell.
2: I'll flush it down the bog. I'm not joking.
1: My police chief, Angela, had rolled over on Clark, so I convinced her to help me get him the hell out of Dodge.
3: How'd you do that? With a little cocoa and a whole lot of kindness?
1: Nope. By reminding her that Clark is her second favourite cop.
2: Tell Lolly how long it took Angela to guess who her first favourite cop was.
1: Well, put it this way, she's no longer my first favourite police chief, Lolly.
2: Who is? Rittenberger?
1: Rittenburger was a laugh, may he rest. He
2: tried to
3: shoot you, Pat. Operation Pot Roast. Different times. Speaking of having a laugh, when a down-on-his-luck dentist inherits his great-grandfather's chocolate shop...
1: no oh, no, no dentist talk, Lolly, please. Oh, dentist, give me the heebie-jeebies.
3: Honestly, it'll take two seconds to plug my show and then I can be out of your hair. I don't even have to stay once the promo's done. Hello? What are you reading? His intro for the
2: next clip. He can't read and listen at the same time. Best course of action. Let him do the seg, then as soon as he's done talking, hit him with our demands.
1: Angela and I needed to talk to Clark ASAP, so we waltzed up to old Lawrence and asked him
2: for a cheeky
1: little favour.
2: Get your banking app up right now. Of course
4: you can interrogate the filth. The more the merrier. But only because Angela's my first favourite member of the gang. Yes! Oh, come on.
5: Let him know he's got 24 hours before he's brown bread. Light a fire under his knackers.
4: Thank you, Janet, but I'll be giving him 48 hours. We'll get more info, since 48 is twice as much as 24.
5: Oh, lovely maths. Finally got round to watching Sesame Street, have you?
1: Only when I'm looking at you, you muppet. I'm actually really impressed we got this many episodes in before a gangster called someone a Muppet. Anyway, congrats to Dennis Winters from Swansea who had episode five around the three and a half minute mark in the online sweepstake. You've won five grand.
5: Beg your fucking pardon. In that case, you can call me Big Bird because I'm the Muppet in charge.
4: Pull the other one. Snuffleupagus was in charge of the Sesame Street lot. Bigboard was merely a figurehead.
5: Ah, Snaffy looked knackered. Lumbering around all slow, chatting bollocks. Reminder of anyone.
4: Who do you think would win in a fight between a canary and a fucking mammoth, Janet?
5: A canary the size of Michael Jordan with a beat like a fucking sword? Uh,
4: Boy, allow me to explain something to you. I lead the SW6 gang. You lead the SW5 gang. You don't have to be bugger me Elmo to know what the larger number is.
5: Are you suddenly into maths, Rachel Riley?
4: Don't fucking call me Rachel Riley. I am Nick Hewer, if anything. The boss. Call me Nick Hewer now.
5: And if you're Nick Hewer, I'm Lord Sugar. Th- no! That's
4: a
1: different TV programme. Stop moving the goalposts. We're just going to interrogate the filthy rotten scum-sucking pig now.
5: Actually, I'll call you Jimmy Carr, because you're only fit to host the joke version. Plus, you've got his fucking hairline.
1: Oh, your wagon. Reminder, this was in 2013, before Jimmy got a hair transplant. So the insult made sense. Well... If it
6: isn't the tell-tale too.
1: Now, Clark, I've brought Angela along to smooth things over.
7: Every war has casualties, Clark. Take it on the chin. There's a good lad.
6: Oh, sure thing. In the meantime, why don't you take this on the chin? Screw
1: you, Springleaf! Oh, real classy, Clark. Too scared to yell at the boss so you're only sticking it to old Springleaf today?
7: Charming. We come up with a lush escape plan and all we get in return is ungrateful
6: lip. Oh, Yeah. How's this fun, grateful lip?
1: Ram yourself, Springleaf! Ram it and cram it! Right, let's get down to business. This plan might take a while to explain. There's a lot of moving parts.
7: Long story short, you fake your own death. Well, that should be easy, since I've faked being your friend since the day we met! Do I look like I care if you're my friend?
6: Oh, no, that was aimed at Pat, Chief. Oh. Please, just assume all my anger is directed towards him. Okay. Hey, Pat, why don't you fake having a brain and come up with a better plan?! Oh, come on, Clark. You know I've always wanted to fake a death. It's too cool. Funny. It doesn't feel cool when I'm the one who has to die!
7: No one's actually dying, chair boy. That's the whole point. Chair boy? I'm tighter chair, Pat. Keep up. Step one. We sneak you out of here in the dead of night.
6: Is that the real dead of night or the fake dead of night?
7: I don't appreciate the
1: sass, detective. It was aimed at pay, you fucking moron. Step two. We stage your demise in front of the gang. That way, they'll definitely believe it. Believe this. Up
7: yours, man! It's this or nothing, Burbridge. So get on board. We've got two days tops
1: before they neutralise you. Ah, yeah, about the two days thing. I'm shooting another TV pilot this week and the dates definitely clash.
7: Another pilot? Mr Showbiz. Hate to admit it, but Sita's a banging agent. Much better than the half
6: assed job I was doing.
1: Ah, Sita's amazing. Don't know where I'd be without her. Yeah, well, maybe Sita
6: could plan my escape since I'm clearly 100% fucked.
8: Knock, knock. Hey, Jingle Balls, now that we've caught ourselves a putrid little rat, Lawrence wants to collect everyone's deets so we can run some background checkolas.
1: Oh, cool, they do this in the Departed. I love doing Departed stuff.
8: Name, address, national insurance number, Hogwarts house, but only if you know it, no guessing, that's useful to no one.
6: Do you need my details too?
8: We already know you're a cop, chair boy. Oh, yeah. I'm Hufflepuff. They value loyalty above all else.
6: Are you fucking kidding me?
8: Lawrence didn't ask me to do shit. I'm going to fleece everyone's homes during the heist. Rad, right? Of course it's rad, but why are you asking for our details? You know we're cops. I want to see what fake address Angela writes down. There you go. Number one, illegal avenue, Drugstown, E8, LSD. Love that, Angela. And James, I had no idea you lived in a toll booth?
1: Yep. Yep. I live in a decommissioned toll booth. Double bluff.
8: Sorry,
2: what? He couldn't afford rent since his wife left him, so he moved into a toll booth.
1: Fun fact: only just moved out. Did three lockdowns in that toll booth.
8: Okay, okay. I'll leave you to interrogate this piece of shit. And nobody cares about him, cop. I personally hate all cops, and I hope every single one of them gets sick.
7: Congratulations, shitbird. You just said that to two other cops. Also that address was fake.
1: We should probably go. We've been in here for ages.
7: Good shout. Clark, give us the sort code for your main debit card. What? Gotta give the gang something,
6: you cheer-loving bastard. 999 999
1: Wow. That's actually made me rather emotional. Sit tight, old buddy. We'll see you later when we pretend to kill you.
5: Last time I checked, none of my gang ever called me dad by mistake.
4: Well, last time I checked, none of my gang ever cried during a shootout.
5: Clara has hay fever. The shootout was in a meadow. Kindly get your facts straight.
2: I keep refreshing my online banking, Pat. Still looks awfully barren. Be a real shame for your precious little podcast to get flushed down the bog today.
1: Lolly de Faking your own death is the ultimate challenge in acting.
3: How would you go about it? Oh, not wanting to give any spoilers away, but there's a tremendous scene in The Chocolatier where the lovely Danny May. Mace... Ah, oh,
1: that reminds me. Did I tell you about the prank show I made? What? Only Joking sees James Acaster and Evelyn Mott consistently prank a different UK comedian from one episode to the next. Radio Times.
3: Right, so each episode focuses on a different comedian and they have to endure all the pranks that week. Am I on your prank show, Pat? <laughs> is is the prank that I can't promote the chocolatier?
1: <laughs> nah, you're more of an actor these days, so it wouldn't work. It had to be a legit true-blue stand-up comedian. Preferably one who wouldn't see the pranks coming and the audience wouldn't feel sorry for. And needless to say, our victim for the pilot was a no-brainer. Oh,
7: boy. Smoking my favourite bong in front of Prime Minister's questions. Life doesn't get any sweeter than this.
5: Okay, everybody in positions. Nish is in his living room and he has no idea we're out here. James and Evelyn, stand by. Here we go.
9: Do me a favour
1: and try not to steal my material, Evelyn.
9: I only borrowed your stupid material for a prank, James. Hence why I'll be the superior host of this prank show.
1: Yeah, that's why all the pranks I've written are hilarious, while every prank you've written involves
9: Nish getting tasered. A.K.A. the funniest thing that can ever happen. You just proved my point.
5: Okay, okay. pre-show notes, Evelyn be likable james try and convince the director to put a tortoise in one of the pranks
1: i feel like my note is a much bigger ask than evelyn's
9: do you think the crew know that we matter more than they do or is it more of a subconscious thing
1: comment retracted
5: look i just signed up the most talented tortoise a rescue from what improv and he'll end up right back there if he doesn't get his screen time quick question
9: how long has nish lived on top of a hillock
1: I know, weird, right? I used to think it was silly, but now I live in a decommissioned toll booth, so this looks positively idyllic.
5: Especially with the smoke coming out the chimney, which I'm just now realising is weed smoke. Positions, please. Let's get ourselves a series. Lots of energy and action.
9: Howdy, Only Jokers. We're outside chin-strokey comedian Nish Kumar's house to prank the living pubes off of him. That's right.
1: Nish thinks he's ordered a pizza with all the trimmings, but we've intercepted the delivery guy and replaced him with a child. Let's see how Kumar handles this crazy turn of events. And cue the kid. Um, hello? Hello?
5: One ham and cheese pizza with M stripes finished kuma?
7: Yeah, that's me. Why are you a little kid?
5: I got reverse-bigged.
7: You mean you were an adult and someone turned you into a child?
5: Yeah, it happened on the way here. I'm sorry. Please still give me five stars on the app.
7: Hey, I'd never mark you down for something like this, man. Who reverse-bigged you?
5: A fortune-telling robot.
7: Like in Big?
5: Yeah, like in the film. Big. Here's your pizza.
7: Thanks. Let me just take a quick peek in the box, just in case it... Ah!
9: <laughs> we got him, folks! The old taser in the pizza box prank!
1: Yeah, personally, I can't believe he fell for the delivery guy getting reverse baked.
9: Yeah, but mainly the taser in the pizza box was the highlight.
1: Yeah, but in all fairness, the chat with the kid gave us plenty of highlights and made up the bulk of the prank.
9: Hmm wasn't the punchline though. And I believe he's about to open the box again to double check if there's any pizza in there.
7: Maybe it's behind
9: the taser gun. <laughs> 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 Like a 1000000 Bang pan-plastics all at once! <laughs> oh boy!
1: The only thing this prank is missing is a highly talented tortoise. Now that's a show worth promoting. I played many different characters in these pranks, Lolly. Tell me, how well would you play the following? Drunk mortician. What? Revenge-obsessed cobbler.
3: Wasn't it okay? Postman with a stutter. Are you joking? You know I actually play a postman in The Chocolatier. What well, why is it not called The Postman then? Because I'm not the main character. Tom Hollander plays the chocolatier. I'm his friend, the postman. Spider-Man's the chocolatier. No, not Spider-Man. Fucking hell, every single interview. You've somehow transferred
2: me an IOU. I didn't even know that was possible. How would you get that to show up on the app?
3: Paid for an upgrade. Word cheap, either. Uh, hold on, I'm getting paid for this, right?
1: You're here for promo.
2: Yeah, you're here for promo. Look, Pat, I'll play the next clip. If you don't come up with a solution ASAP, I'm flushing everything straight down the
3: bog. Obsessed with flushing things down the bog.
2: What's the next clip? You asking Donna for a favour.
3: Lolly, uh, ever asked a friend for a favour? I once asked my friend if I could
8: come on his podcast and promote my fucking TV show.
1: Donna, I need help freeing Clark.
8: Craming in your cheeks till it squeaks spring shits. I'm trying to calm two gangs at once here. Oh yeah? How's that going? It ain't. Everybody's obsessed with the bacon they've captured, so heist plans are presently Disney on heist. Which is super crud, because... Okay, good point, what do you need?
1: The address of one single gang member. We're faking Clark's death, but we need a witness.
8: You're faking... Hey, good for you. That's always been on your bucket list, right?
1: Yes, it has. Things to do before Clark fake dies.
8: River Island have a mannequin that looks just like that guy. I double-taked walking past the window.
1: Would it crumple convincingly if a piano was dropped on it?
8: Yes, it would. Now, one little address coming right up. Let me see. Nope. Nope. No. 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 No, 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 and foie
1: This is Huey's address.
8: Yeah. Can you believe he lives on Honeysuckle Way? Off-brand, but it makes me like him more. Can't you give me someone a little less vigilant? Like Reg. No offence, Reg. None taken. Nah. It's Huey or nothing. I'll help you, but I'll never help you. Now, if you'll excuse me, this roast dinner is getting cold. Was she about to eat a roast dinner that whole time?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always ask people for favours when they're about to eat. They'll agree to anything.
3: Yeah, he asked me to produce his podcast, pre Moussaka. I still don't understand how you intend to fake this man's death.
1: We didn't know either. But then... Something happened, and it gave us the eureka moment we so desperately desired. But before we hear that... Lolly, why don't you tell us about your new six-part sitcom, The Chocolatier?
2: (gasps) The perfect moment.
1: I always come through in the end, Adams. you just got to have a little fa...
3: Love lies in Cocoa Puff Pies. That's what lols are made of. When Bertie inherits his great-grandfather's chocolate shop, he bites off way more than he can chew. More chocolate, that is. Luckily, he has a ragtag posse of 'er well-meaning ne'er-do-wells to help turn this sweet dream into a sweet real life, including a rather anxious postwoman who's always melting under pressure. (laughs) I wonder who that could be. The Chocolatier. every other Wednesday at midnight, only on Lump
5: Okay, only jokers, this is the big one. Pull this prank off and we're sure to get a series. James, any word on the tortoise? I
1: suggested having him deliver Nisha pizza, but they said it was too similar to one of my previous ideas.
5: Jeez, James, you suck.
9: Hope you don't mess up my brilliant final prank. Uh,
1: your brilliant final prank where we trick Nisha into
9: swallowing an active taser. Yeah, well, Brian checked the science and it's totally safe. You just focus on hosting. Although I get the feeling I'll be the only host come the actual series.
5: Mother of God. This is why I want to rep animals. Listen up. Neither of you are good at this, okay? The only reason you're here is because I'm a literal miracle worker. I had to convince the producers that being bad hosts was all part of the prank. And because you were so good at it, they should increase your fee. Which they did, by the way, because they now believe you're geniuses. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I convinced them that you were geniuses at being shit, so once you're done tasering the stone satirist, both of you need to check your egos and sort your priorities out. You used to be friends for Pete's sake. Here we go. The meatball sub is in position, wafting the scent towards his front door, and action. Hey there,
9: only jokers! Shit genius Evelyn Mock here. Nish Kumar has had one hell of a week, from falling into a nest of tasers to being stung by bees with tiny, teeny teasers attached to their faces. But now he's about to experience the mother of all pranks. That's right.
1: It's time for me to thank my agent very much for all her hard work and for Nish to wrap his lips around. Uh, actually, guys, I think we need to reconsider this. There's no way anyone can actually survive. To the doorbell.
9: Ooh, free sub. Mm. Ah!
6: Ah! Ah! Well, never! It's like I'm eating all the drippings of the ultimate hot.
1: I'm
5: being I actually swallowed it.
1: That was perfect. Great work, everyone. He's uh, he's, he's not moving. Brian, check on Nish. He's not got a pulse. Oh, my God! Nish! What have I done?
9: Get away from him! Nish, come back to us, buddy! We love you! We're so sorry! Nish, please, don't go to the light! Friendship is all we got in this cutthroat biz! I'm sorry if this is such a jerk, James. I take it all back!
1: I'll never stop you from stealing my material ever again, Evelyn. Jokes don't matter to me anymore. All that matters is you and me, right now, sitting on top of this hillock, holding each other and never
5: letting go. Kumar's rolling towards that pile of reserved tasers.
1: Ah, crap.
7: <gasps> oh, hey, guys. What's up? I've had the craziest week. Let me spark up a fatty and I'll fit you in momentarily.
9: Mish! Thank God! <gasps> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 oh, baby boy. Oh. You're okay.
7: A lot of love for Kumar today. I ain't complaining. Hey, is that a tortoise? It looks mischievous.
3: Let me guess. Inspired by what happened with Nish, the new plan is to have Clark eat a taser in front of Huey's house.
1: The best way to fake a death is to actually die and then be brought back to life.
2: Pat, why have I just received an iTunes voucher from you?
1: Because I just figured out how to re-gift an iTunes voucher and I seem to remember a certain someone wanting to get paid.
2: Yeah, in actual currency, not MP3s.
1: The real question is, have I bought myself some time?
2: Yes, but only because I want to compare the physical version of Unknown Pleasures to the digital.
1: Adams loves Martin Hannett.
2: Hannett be thy name, our father who art in
3: Hannett. I don't know who he is.
2: Probably because he didn't go around promoting himself on podcasts like a pathetic little sellout.
1: Oh boy, I never pictured Huey living in a cul-de-sac. Showtime, Clarkie.
7: I've lubed up the taser with lily so it goes down smooth.
6: Oh, thank you so much, Pat.
1: I can't wait to eat my delicious active taser. You stay this side of the road, Clark, opposite Huey's house. I'll get in the bushes with the rest of the tasers, Angela, will ring his doorbell.
7: I'll say I've found some drugs
6: lying around and ask if he wants to sell them with me.
1: Then Clark shouts, Yoo-hoo, Huey! and swallows the
6: taser. Then what? Huey runs over and checks my pulse, discovers I'm medically dead, which I
1: genuinely will be. Clark, I promise, as soon as he's back in his house, I'll jump right out of my bush and shock you with so much electricity, you'll live forever, buddy. I'd never ask you to do anything I haven't already done to another one of my best friends.
7: Bored. Gonna ring the doorbell now. See you
5: in a bit.
1: Little bit of fun in this clip. Keep your ears peeled for Huey's rather unexpected custom doorbell.
4: This better be
7: good. I'm halfway through a Vionetta. I just found a crate of crack.
6: (sighs) Yoo-hoo, Huey! Watch out!
4: It's the undercover pig. Ooh! (laughs) Ha ha! Got him,
1: Clark! I'll save you, buddy.
4: Not the teasers.
1: Clear.
7: (laughs) Nice one, James. Tag team! (laughs) Ha ha!
4: Night, everyone. Good to see you, Angela.
7: We need to get him to a hospital right now. The <laughs> they didn't stop the bleeding. The good news is, Huey definitely thinks Clark's dead. Hang on in there, Clark. The Uber's 7 minutes away. You can do this. Wait. 8 minutes away. 10 minutes. Cancelled. Trying again. Hang in there, Clark.
1: Oh, that was rough to listen back to, man.
7: Did Clark
3: survive?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although the procedure was touch and go. The surgeon said that due to the amount of volts I'd sent through Clark's body, removing the bullet became like a literal game of operation.
3: Did uh, Clark's nose light up whenever someone got zapped? Yes, it did. Wow, wow,
2: wow. As always, Hannett's work remains unparalleled, even on a format unavailable in his lifetime. I'd actually put the digital version above the CD, which is an abomination of a medium, the donor of recorded sound.
1: Lolly, anything else you'd like to promote?
2: I'm doing a film about a talking
3: starfish.
1: In all good cinemas, I'm sure. Final verdict on the fake death as an actor?
3: Wasn't acting, got shot for real. Method acting? I have a great method acting story about the chocolatier, if you want to hear it. Don't know what that is, mate.
2: All's
1: well that ends well, folks. The gang would forever leave Clark alone, and Angela and I had somehow ended up more popular than ever. Until next time, ta
3: Three cheers for Huey, James, and Angela! Hip hip. Hooray! hip, hip! Hooray!
5: Hip, hip! Hooray! Hip, hip! Hooray! And one for good luck. Give it a rest, Clara. You've had your moment. Sorry.
4: What can I say? Thanks to these three heroes, there is now one less filthy <laughs> roster in the world.
7: Too right.
5: Rest in bacon, piggy! <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, so I'd like to raise a toast.
5: Actually, I'd like to raise a toast. Thanks to these three heroes, there's one less filthy roster in the world.
4: Fu- no, do one, Big Bird. Get your own toast if you want to make one. Don't steal mine.
5: No stealing, Snuffy. Thought we were prepping for a heist. <laughs>
4: you do know Big Bird was just a bloke walking around in a mascot outfit, Janet, yeah? He had no business being on that show. He should have been shown the door.
5: Whatever. Even Jim Henson hated Snuffy. Said he wished he'd gone extinct like the mammoths he was based on.
4: Misquote Jim Henson again, and you will regret it, underling.
5: Oh, now there's the Lawrence I used to know. Thought that darkness had been replaced by whatever passive soft bollocks bullshit you've been peddling for the last few years. (laughs) 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 Fuck!
6: Lawrence, why would you shoot the cake? I thought we were celebrating here.
4: I don't give a flying fuck through a rolling donut about that cake. I've had enough of your mouth, Janet. This ends now. I officially declare a leader-off!
5: Oh, it is on! Let's settle this once and for all. And when you lose, try not to cry like you did in that shootout! Whilst that was me. It was in a meadow and I've got allergies. Sorry, Clara. I'm spinning a lot of plates here.
4: A leader-off. A series of challenges pitting our contestants' leadership skills against one another. Needless to say... Winner leads
0: the gang! Hooray! Hooray! Yeah.
7: Oh, you
8: know, Patrick, for a long time I couldn't figure out how an idiot like you managed to infiltrate such a high-profile gang for so long. Now it all makes sense. I sense a compliment coming down the pike. You accidentally picked the only gang as dumb as you are. Mm, I don't know. The SW5 gang seemed pretty dumb too.
5: The gunpowder actually makes the cake taste nicer.
8: Yep. Looks like we're about to witness the fight for leadership over the stupidest gang of all time.
5: Three cheers for the leader of, hip hip. Clara, I have never met anyone who loves doing three cheers as much as you. Honest to God, give it a rest.
1: Springleaf was written by and starred James A. Acaster. It featured the voices of Donald Gleason, Evelyn Mock, Freya Parker, Kath Hughes, Kima Bob, Natalie Cassidy, Nathaniel Metcalf, Nish Kumar, Pat Cahill, Patrick Hamer, Phil Dunning, Phil Wang, Sharon D. Clarke, and Sindhu V. And our studio guest was Adefope. Extra jokes were by Alison Spittle, Celia AB, Ken Cheng, Matthew Crosby, Rose Johnson, and Tucson Douglas. Massive thanks to everyone who backed the Kickstarter, including executive producers Brian F. Otting, Heather Peteroy, Janine Giswaldo, Mel Stacy, and Stephen Bailey. And also to ACAST for having us as part of the ACAST Creator Network. Original music is by Namdi, and sound design is by Charlie Brandon King. The assistant producers were Katie Sayer and Michaela Carmichael. The producer was Lindsay Fenner, and Springleaf is a Mighty Bunny production.